Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel with Marcus Parks. Thank hey, God. Uh, good to have you, Marcus. Good to be here, man. Uh, I want to thank everyone who listened to the Gary Johnson interview. I thought it went very, very well. Marcus missed it. He was having a great day. Uh, what were you doing on Friday? I was with my girlfriend. You were with your girlfriend. <laughs> loving your life. Yeah. Uh, and rightfully so. That's good. I was talking to former New Mexico ma- uh, Governor Gary Johnson. I thought it was an interesting conversation, Marcus, but I want to talk to you a little bit about his stance on big pharmaceutical companies because I pressed him a little bit. Obviously, he loves weed. Yeah. He is the Cheech and Chong of presidential candidates. The man loves weed. Um, I don't even... I can't think of more than Willie. <laughs> you think if so? If you like weed more than Willie, you got my vote. And I would have to say I'm voting for Gary Johnson because, let's be honest, there are no other options. No. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go with the man whose veins are just full, full of that sweet, sticky, icky weed, <laughs> as, uh, as uh, Henry would describe it, something uh, like a uh, Garfield's toe, <laughs> which I thought was my favorite Henry description of sweet nug. Me too. It's the best. But so he, uh, so I, I pressed him a little bit during the interview. Would he hold big pharmaceuticals' feet, proverbial feet, to the fire when it comes to the mass amount of deaths that are occurring because of OxyContin, uh, which are now leading into arrests because people have become addicted to heroin? And I brought up the needle share program that happens in parts of Indiana because AIDS has become an epidemic, of course, because uh, people were using unsafe needles. What do you think about that stance, Marcus? Because I think. At some point, the government can um, can uh, force corporations who are murdering people by the by the hundreds of thousands to uh, to change their corrupt policies. You mean the stance that he won't do anything about he it? He won't do anything. He just wants he wants the market to handle it. And I under, but this is where the Libertarian Party does lose me. At some point, you have to realize, and we talked a little bit about this off uh, off air, so we'll talk about it on air. Uh, how how they are circular, how this all goes together. The prison industrial complex and big pharmaceutical companies, they need one another in order to uh, to sustain the multi-billion dollar businesses that both of them have become. I mean, why do we have an FDA? I mean, that that's that's the whole thing. Sure. It's like, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to get rid of any and all food inspection? You know, th- these things are necessary, I think, for America to run as a whole. I mean, if you have yeah. people, if you have companies that are actively pushing a drug that is actively killing people sure. uh, that people cannot handle, 
having these drugs out on the well, market. I mean, they just the FDA. Speaking of the devil, uh, you know these are just large. Uh, these are just uh, government. Uh, institutions that are that are put in place theoretically for, to benefit the greater good, but in reality they just become extensions of uh, of um, of uh, of lobbyists. Yeah, exactly. You know? I so, mean, the FDA, the food parts, uh, okay. You know, they have uh, regulations sure. on food and all that. We absolutely need that. I mean, but, but look the at- drug part is awful because the drug part is in cahoots with the pharmaceutical industry. And God knows what's happening with the food in this country. Not to get too Alex Jones with it, uh, but I mean, Monsanto. <laughs> the juice boxes are making us the, gay. The juice boxes are making us gay, and Alex Jones might have a point about that. <laughs> But, you know, what is the FDA really doing to preserve safety of our food? We have no idea what we're consuming. I mean, childhood autism rates are through the roof. People are blaming it on vaccines, which is absolutely nonsense. Autism's in the bananas. (laughs) It's in the apples. It's in the oranges. Not to get too nuts. But uh, with the FDA, they just legalized OxyContin to be uh, allowed to – they're allowing it to be given to children as young as 12 years old. Yeah. uh, Which is insane. I mean, they're getting these kids hooked on this extremely hard um, opiate at a very young age. And I – so that is one issue that I took with Gary Johnson that I – and I disagree with the Libertarian Party's stance on not regulating certain uh, industries that are actively, um, purposely – doing nefarious things in order uh, to make a profit with with zero uh, positive ramifications on society. Yeah, without a doubt. Why? I mean, and it's not just hooking these kids on OxyContin at a young age. When you're 12, your brain is still forming. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm it, 34, my brain is still forming. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that autism is in the bananas. <laughs> so God knows we have some work to do. And that, you know, and there's also arguments to be made against children being given antidepressants sure. uh, at that age sure. uh, because the brain is absolutely uh still forming and you yeah. know especially during puberty mm-hmm. the brain is going through so many different changes and you introduce an opiate into that it's just right. they just don't care that's right. the whole thing about the drug the pharmaceutical companies is they don't care about anything but profit yeah and i you know i had a real life experience with that when i was 12 years old believe it or not people thought i needed to be medicated okay <laughs> but i thought it was just because my small wisconsin town that i grew up in was moving too slow for the old kessel <laughs> I said, let's move it, people. Let's let's do something with our lives. And they were just like, have you heard? We have the number one drinking water in the nation, which is true. Oh, good. Stevens Point, Wisconsin, number one drinking water in the nation. You can Google it. Uh, it's very, very successful with the drinking water, and people relied on that as a cornerstone to um, for their existence. It you is know? Pr- impressive. It is impressive. It's great drinking water. It was because we had a great paper mill. The paper mills were always wonderful. As a matter of fact, a quick- oh, you came from a fart town. No, our paper mill did not make the fart noise, nor did it, uh, <laughs> nor did it create uh, the odor. No, the but there was a town. There was a town uh, right across the way that had the fart paper smell. Right. For some reason, we did not. It's because we had a great lake. <laughs> I'm serious. It was a good. There was a. It was a. Uh, uh, Iverson. No, not Iverson. I forget. Jordan Park. Something like that. It doesn't matter. But quick side note: when it comes to the paper mill in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, there was only one death that I remember in the town, and it happened in the paper mill. They drowned the person in the pulp. Oh! But the most amazing thing is, and I realized this as I got older. We read the paper that day that, <laughs> that the person's corpse was being muddled like a bizarre guacamole. He was just being spun around like a tomato in a, in a, in a bad guacamole. And we read the paper that day. And then they found the body. So there was bones in the paper. <laughs> How cool is that? That's real cool. Weird. Like, what was the story? Like, probably some, you know, Down Syndrome kid, like, scored a three-pointer. And that was, like, on the sports page. And right, and good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Good for you. <laughs> 
But I mean, that's how that is so creepy to think about. The man is just like, no, don't print me out. <laughs> Sad for the guy. But I was uh, so I was diagnosed with ADHD, attention uh, deficit hyper disorder, and uh, and a series of things. And um, so I was on Ritalin, and I mean, I I don't know. At some point, I was taking five pills to counteract the other pills. Wow! And they really did make me feel like a zombie. And as if childhood isn't hard enough, they make you immensely suicidal. Yeah, extremely. I mean, and Nirvana between Nirvana Unplugged and Pearl Jam Ten <laughs> and all the pharmaceuticals I was on, the fact that I'm alive is a miracle <laughs> it's a miracle so i mean i you have to really I, I am very pro regulating these pharmaceutical companies because uh they are just they are destroying the fabric of this country in in such real ways and all of us are ed larson from the round table of gentlemen and and uh and uh the brighter side podcast he has multiple friends who have died uh, in Florida and Florida's one of those states where the doctors many of them have been arrested now mm -hmm. um in, in huge scams uh where they're just giving percocets away because somebody goes in with a uh, because they had a breakup and they cried one time so they gave them they gave them an oxycontin so they wouldn't feel anything uh I mean it's just happening on such a regular basis when are we going to dare I say it hashtag wake up America which has become <laughs> a cliche but when are we going to start uh, realizing that these pharmaceutical companies are destroying our country not until uh lobbyists stop being successful right and so i mean that that's what it is the lobbyists uh, for the pharmaceutical country or companies are extremely successful they get money of course and not only that but the doctors get kickbacks as well of course the doctors get kickbacks from the pharmaceutical yes. companies for prescribing these drugs i mean and that's the thing i mean you talk about someone going in because they cried one time uh you know you've got everybody going in like i feel like i'm a little bit depressed sure. and the doctor just got five uh samples of uh mm -hmm. selexa and he's just saying like all right here there there you go there you go right and every time he gives those away he gets a kickback from the pharmaceutical company make that illegal right like that right there that is a horrible practice i mean they're just drug dealers of the worst kind exactly i mean it's yeah. first ones free i remember when i mm. first uh went in uh for you know the clinical depression that i have i have actual clinical uh bipolar disorder clinical depression uh, i remember when i first went in they gave me a five pack that was free. Oh, nice. They gave, they gave, it was like, it was in a little uh, paper box, and they said, like, here, there you go, cardboard box, there you go, take it, see how that works. Sure. And that's how they do it. It's drug dealers. The first one's free. After that, you got to pay. Next thing you know, you're in an alley blowing somebody for your next five pack. <laughs> it's a nightmare. No, it really is. It is so nefarious and so in front of our faces, but we still are bamboozled by script. Yeah. We are just bamboozled by the idea, oh, it's a doctor's notice. They can't be uh, telling us something that's wrong. They took an oath. I have a feeling they don't care yeah. about their oath that much any longer. I think they care about their car. Um, I think that they care about their wife getting new breasts, uh, <laughs> or I guess it's a new butt now uh, because that's what's so in. Mm -hmm. Although I was talking about Nicki Minaj, poor woman. She went to a cement mixing company or something. <laughs> I have no idea who, who, gave the, who, who put the butt surgery. Who did the butt surgery? Hey, Nicki, who did the butt surgery? <laughs> If I was ever to interview her, that would be my first question. Hey, Nikki. Hey, who did the butt surgery? <laughs> what doctor you go to? But it's unbelievable. And, and, and so that was one of the areas uh, when speaking with Gary, I would have liked for him to uh, just, you know, sort of shed the libertarian narrative 
that government can't do any good mm-hmm. when it comes to these corporations. And again, we live in, what is it, a technocracy? Is that what we're calling this damn thing now? Oligarchy, we're, pretty uh, much. Yeah, it's just run by corporations. They're, they are the most powerful entities in the nation. And I'm not necessarily against it. When we had um, our good friend John F. O'Donnell, who works for uh, for um, the, uh, what's the name of the uh, uh, the, uh, the Russian, RT, Russian RT, television. Yeah, yeah. He works for RT. And, you know, so their government controls, their media and government controls everything. That's also terrible. So I, I'm not necessarily against corporations uh, having, a, uh, having a strong position of power in a country. But when it comes to the big pharmaceutical nation, uh, com- uh, companies, I think that our nation could do a better job of reforming what they've been doing to our society. Absolutely. And the word, is, it is actually, it's plutocracy. Not plutocracy. All, all, I mean, it's all, all, kind of an oligarchy, but for the most part, yeah. a plutocracy. Uh, but I think when you start talking well, like, about, I think, a, what's that? No, in a plutocracy, I just feel like we should all have like little fun um Light up halos, <laughs> like a plutocracy sounds uh, very futuristic. Doesn't it, it? it very much does. Oh, right. But but a plutocracy. I mean, uh, as soon as Citizens United was passed, that's when we officially became a plutocracy. Yeah, and you know, I've heard some people defending uh, Citizens United because I am at Fox News. I am Fox News's Ben Kissel, yes. and I am on hold. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. Don't jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. But you know what? Then again, I'll jinx it. <laughs> I am on hold right now for a Kmart modeling uh, campaign. <laughs> they are looking for Ben Kissel to be their next big and tall spokesperson. Perfect. Kmart. <laughs> Fox News. Ben Kissel. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before I start doing Golden Corral ads. <laughs> and you know what? Quite frankly, I used to not like the Golden Corral chocolate fountain, mm-hmm. but now I love it. Man. <laughs> I love it. That Golden Corral, there's nothing disgusting about the Golden Corral chocolate fountain. The chocolate that just sort of stays there all day, <laughs> siphoning through the same disgusting valves uh, as it creates a fountain for obese people to dip marshmallows in. Um, but I, I think it's just a wonderful product. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? <laughs> what a country. Try some Oxy. You were saying. Uh, I'm sorry, plutocracy. Yeah, the, the as soon as Citizens United came through, and you were actually you were saying that Citizens United well, people uh, are defending Citizens United some, in Fox News. Some people do defend it because it has led, uh, it has given total freedom when it comes to uh, you know financing these campaigns. So I mean, you can make the argument that money is. Basically, Citizens Citizens United decided that money is voice, right? Money yeah. is speech. So you could argue that it has benefited freedom to the extent that if you have a lot of money, which of course means you have more freedom by definition, you can actually have your voice heard. Um, and I don't know if Citizens United has had the negative impact that we thought we would, just to, that, that I thought that it would. Um, just because you do look at certain elections, money at this point isn't quite as important as it once was because of technology. I mean, you look at Trump's campaign with social media, you look at Bernie's campaign, social media driven, um, and, and internet-based you know, fundraising, crowdsourcing. So I don't know if uh, Citizens United has quite the impact only because I think technology has made things, we are so connected and it's free that uh, it, it becomes more important than the dollar. Yeah, but Bernie's losing. I mean, and the reason well, why, yeah. yeah, Bernie is losing and has almost certainly lost this thing. Yes. Uh, and Hillary Clinton, but the, the reason, reason why she has yeah. these superdelegates, the reason why she has these superdelegates and the reason why they're so loyal to her is because all of these people have been promised campaign money when, their, when their primaries come around, when their elections yeah. come around in November. And sure. that money comes from corporations. I always go back to Eric Cantor and David Bratt. When David Bratt beat Eric Cantor, the, the whip at the time, 
Um, I mean, there was a huge upset, and it was because he had Limbaugh, Ingram, and the conservative and, and the Becks of the world talking on his behalf on conservative radio. So I'm just saying with Citizens United, yes, money gets you a lot, but also if you can get a grassroots uh, talk radio, social media presence, I think that that trumps cash in a lot of ways. But I understand what you're saying, yeah. and I don't disagree. Um, I just wonder if it has destroyed uh, destroyed our democracy as much as I thought that it would. I don't think that it has. Well, I think Cantor is uh, the exception, not yeah, he's the rule. An you know, because it, the, there are hundreds of elections for, you know, Senate and Congress yes. here in America. And it took, you know, the biggest names in conservative media to get that guy elected. You yeah. know, you had you it took people with millions of listeners, uh, you know, even individually yeah. to get this guy elected. Uh, but in the smaller races you know like that money really makes a huge difference yeah it does i mean i guess that's we'll we'll see if the supreme court will ever overturn it if if they do let merrick garland in uh, i don't see him overturning citizens united he's a very moderate he's a, he's the person right now for those that don't know that obama has a that his he's put up for a vote um, to see if he could become the next Supreme Court justice. Very rational guy. More conservative than someone that Trump would uh, appoint. And I would almost argue more conservative than someone... Oh, actually, probably... A- Maybe more liberal than somebody that Hillary would appoint. Well, the guy uh, that Trump is kind of putting forward for his Supreme Court nomination right now is a bit of a psychopath. Well, he also hates Donald Trump. <laughs> That's the funniest part about it. The guy that Trump, I forget his name, but he hates Trump. But Trump is like, you're going to be the Supreme Court justice, uh, which is amazing. Yeah, he's he's one of those like extremely like he's one of those guys that is so homophobic to the point that it is a complex. It is a it is a mental flaw that the yeah. man has. Yeah. A mental and emotional. Like, he is way too against it. People are going crazy. The whole nation has gone bathroom crazy. Yeah. Trans crazy. Tra- what are they called? Tr- trans, not gender. It's trans something else. I don't. I, have, I forget. I have no idea. We need Molly Nepple from page seven <laughs> to help us out with no that. I have no idea anymore. Yeah, I, I can't keep up. But uh, going back uh, quickly to the libertarians, just to give them a little bit of breath here. Um uh, Austin Peterson, he is the other libertarian candidate for president. Uh, my friend Brooke, who writes uh, for Heat Street, had a great opportunity to interview her or interview him. Go check out her article uh, on Heat Street. And one of the things that miffs me about Mr. Peterson is he doesn't want the U.S. military to have any um, foothold overseas, but he wants us to just use mercenaries, <laughs> which. Does it? It seems like it's out of it. It's 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 just it's out of a video game. <laughs> it's out of Resident Evil. I mean, why mercenaries? Mercenaries in what way? Like Blackwater it, or like just black, like the people that we used to have that killed a bunch of folks? Yeah, some of the like most them. evil people. Like yeah. so, one of the darkest times in American history. Yeah, he just wants to do that, <laughs> but he just wants to like make it permanent U.S. government policy that we don't have our Marines, our SEALs. Our great uh, infantrymen, inf- infantrymen, he just wants mercenaries. To use 100% unaccountable uh, soldiers. Just going rogue. <laughs> just Jean-Claude Van Damming their way all through Iraq and, and Syria. God knows what they're going to do. God knows. I mean, they're just going to get what, what ha- mercenaries, theoretically. I mean, isn't the definition of a mercenary somebody who just works for the highest bidder yeah they have no moral code no they're just like i mean their moral code is self-preservation uh, and, and 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 uh and making some cash mm. uh you know mark uh, mark mckinnon the great interview we did with the senior producer of uh, of the circus he worked with w he worked with uh ann richards uh in 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 texas he was he's a mercenary yeah. to some degree you just go where the campaigns lead you
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So what would stop a mercenary from going over, fighting ISIS, and then ISIS is like, they're giving you nine bucks. We got ten bucks. We and do then, that. We, we, all, we That's what we do. We already do that. We've right. done that in Afghanistan. We've done that in Iraq where uh, we've talked to guys and said, like, hey, how much are they paying you? Sure. Yeah, it's like five dollars. Okay, we'll give you ten. Cool. I'm on your side now. Hey, how does that go for us? <laughs> it's I mean, a bunch but, of people, you know, leaving the military. Well, a lot of these people that are in these situations, a lot of them are doing it for the money. They're doing it for their family because when you destroy an entire country, there's not a whole lot of jobs. And these I know. people, and, and I'm 100% not justifying it. I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying a fact here. When you completely destroy an entire country and you remove any sort of way for a man or woman, woman to support their family they're gonna go where they can get 10 bucks to give their kids just right. a little bit of food this is why we need papa in the house <laughs> you know if i was president of the united states the first thing that i do i create a coalition with papa john's start peppering them around the middle east you can't be pissed if papa's in the house you don't then you don't have to be a mercenary you can get a job making some of the best Slash worst pizza on the face of the planet. <laughs> but we can all agree Papa is the best of the worst. It's the best worst pizza. I love I love the Papa. And that's our country. <laughs> Papa's in the house. It's always nice. You know, we don't have we don't have strong father figures, Marcus. We need Papa in the house. <laughs> Pepperoni Papa. But yeah, I mean, so the mercenary thing, I mean, that's where I get lost with him when it comes to foreign intervention. I mean, obviously the libertarian stance is very isolationist, uh, very isolationist, very much let's take care of the issues at home, domestic policies. But then you can't just be like, and mercenaries fight our wars for us because that would just be a nightmare yeah. for everybody. And then, of course, we have John McAfee as well, Whoa. who, uh, for those that have not seen it, again, uh, to harken back to Heat Street, which is a great new um, online publication for people, young millennials who are center-right, so you know it's going to be very successful. Um, I hope that it is. I wish that uh, people would be a little bit more. Come to Fox News, Marcus. Mm, uh, no. No spin zone. Fair, and then it's balanced as well. But uh, they they had a five-minute video of John McAfee, and it's the best thing, right, you would say, Marcus, you've ever seen? It is fantastic. It is, without a doubt, the best political ad that I've ever seen. At some point, about three minutes in, he met his wife, and I believe the first thing that she said to him was, uh, you look exhausted. You need a, It looks like you need a blowjob. Yeah, and then she even blew you, him. Not even you look like you need a blowjob. It was like, you want a blowjob? Yeah. Because she's a former prostitute. And then he did want a blowjob, so they got <laughs> married. 
For those, a little backstory on Mr. McAfee. First of all, he created the antivirus software that's on the majority of our computers. He did. Uh, so he is quite a tech mind, a very brilliant guy in a, in a, in a way. And according to the video, he smokes backwards. Um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of videos of him smoking, and then the smoke just goes into his mouth. Very fun video effect. And he was in Belize recently, pissed off the uh, the government there, uh, got into some massive trouble with a cartel, I believe, in mm-hmm. Belize, and they want him dead. And he is also a suspect in a murder. <laughs> um, so he came to the United States, and now he's running as the libertarian uh, candidate for president. Mm-hmm. So that's that's great. And he believes that he is being hunted. And uh, his bodyguard, according to him, is the most dangerous man in the world. <laughs> Could be. I don't Could know. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. So that's the libertarian side. You know, it's funny because right now Gary Johnson is polling at around 10 percent. And this is so classic for the libertarians, specifically in this election cycle where everyone is looking for another option. Yeah. This is, this is the curse of the libertarians. Name just the, just the brand libertarian itself will get you 10 percent. And then the more people find out. It goes down, <laughs> which is like t- totally negative. It's very sad for the Libertarian Party. Well, because there are no ideas. Well, there there, there's are, no mercenaries a- is an idea. <laughs> no uh, good ideas. You know, well, like, it's like that's the thing is that the Libertarian uh, platform a lot of times is just like it's a it's like the whole point is a lack of ideas is that we don't well, need you know we don't need the uh, whole point is that you have your ideas your ideas are valid and those should be the ones that you get to live by right. Right. So, I mean, it is. But it, I mean, to your point, though, it is a it's a bizarre thing to run. It's a bizarre thing to run for a job that theoretically you want to eradicate. Yeah. You know, so I think that's where some of the confusion lies. But you look at what Reagan did. I mean, Reagan was government is the problem. You know, not uh, it doesn't solve the problem. It is the problem. Of course, he expanded government three times the size uh, than it was when he got into office and larger than he was the one who started us down the road that led to Obama. <laughs> And universal health care in a lot of ways. Well, maybe but. it's not a lack of ideas. It's more a lack of policy. Uh, because I think people want yeah. a policy. They want to, they want somebody to tell them, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Uh, and sure. I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the libertarian uh, platform has never quite gained a lot of traction in America. Because a yeah. lot of Americans like being told what to do. I mean, I guess, and, and Ron Paul was probably the best hope. Yeah, that we had with the Libertarian Party. Yeah, he was. Uh, and Ron actually just came out and said that he uh, identifies a bit with Bernie Sanders on certain policies. Uh, so that's interesting. If you look at Bernie, he does have some uh, interesting Libertarian views, specifically on drugs and the prison industrial complex and and those sorts of things. He's against people getting arrested, which I always like. Huh? I'm pro that. <laughs> Less people getting arrested is it's a it's a very uh, very good thing. But yeah, so with uh, with Gary Johnson, he's at 10 percent right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know if those numbers are going to go up or, uh, I, I don't, I, I think they'll probably go down a little bit. Probably. Anyway, he was a good, he's a good candidate. He's a fun guy. You're, you're going to love listening to the interview <laughs> if you haven't listened to it. Uh, let's see, Mr. Parks, what should we talk about? Uh, what else is going on right now? I There's guess the big thing, things. the big thing that's going on right now, uh, I guess in, uh, in the elections is, uh, that Bernie might be done. Well, Bernie is gone. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if he's yeah. gone, but I think is I think his candidacy is not going to happen. And the, but the big mm-hmm. thing that people are saying that Bernie should still get the nomination is because of the four polls in a row that Trump has beaten Hillary in. Yeah, I mean, this is really remarkable. Everyone laughed at Trump when he got in. Abe Lincoln's top hat was the only one. Marcus specifically was the only one to say that Trump was the best. <laughs> you know, Marcus Parks you was just, dickhead. you know, Marcus was just like, 
Let's do it. Um, let's let's get Trump in office. And no point was I like no, Team no. Trump. At no point did he tweet at me. I'm not on national television being like, I think he's got some good points. No point. No way is that happening. Beating her in four consecutive polls. And we were talking before the program, Marcus. These are Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac polls. Oh, my. It seems like it's such a what, – what Native American tribe is that? The Quinnipiac. We are the Quinnipiac. <laughs> we make the polls. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, I mean, Hillary is just such a fundamentally flawed candidate. The, this Clinton Foundation scandal is going to be huge. The email scandal is nothing. The Clinton Foundation scandal, it involves sex with this woman they nicknamed the Secret Service had nicknamed the Energizer. <sighs> I mean, this is why Bill had a heart attack. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care if I if I would never cheat on my wife if I ever get married. But at the same time, if I did. I would like nickname her Slowpoke. You know, I, 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 I'm 60 years old. You know, I'm like, I can't energize her. No way. Like, half your batteries die. Be, be more of a generic off brand, not a Duracell. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, just like chill out. Ever ready. Ever ready. Yeah. It's like, go plug yourself in, like, die every now and again. Yeah. You know, plug yourself back into the wall, then come back when you're at half, half charged. Mm -hmm. Energizer. So the Clinton Foundation, they were taking millions and millions of dollars from foreign governments. And these governments, there was a direct correlation with what they wanted to have done and what got done when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. Only 10% of the funds that the Clinton Foundation uh, got that they, that they collected went to any charitable doings whatsoever. And that's just a, that's a facade. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a real scandal. It's a massive thing. Donald Trump, he has a recent, uh, his recent Instagram video about uh, Bill Clinton. It plays, uh, it is uh, Broderick, this woman who claimed that Bill Clinton raped her. It's her words talking about how Bill, I mean, she's emotional. She's crying. If we want to live in a society where we believe victims, there's nothing not to believe about her testimony. Mm. It seems about as traumatic. When I did grand jury duty, there was a woman grand jury duty. For those that don't know, it's the jury. It's the it's the trial that happens before the trial, just to see if someone has enough uh, probable cause to go to trial. Mm -hmm. If there was an actual crime that occurred. There was a woman that came in who was sexually assaulted in the hallway. She was able to, uh, I never say this right. I always want to say, like, beat the guy off, but that sounds sexual. She beat the hell out of the guy. Yeah. So he was able to leave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so he, fought so him he off. she fought him off. Yeah, yeah fought. Yeah, yeah. That's a good word. <laughs> she fought him off. Yeah, beat him off. Can't do it. She fought him off, and she's on the stand, and she's crying. And, I mean, and, and, and it's very real. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, this ad that Trump plays with Broderick, I mean, she is just bawling. And, uh, and then it ends with a cackle from Hillary and a, a classic Trump. You know, he manages to uh, make it as trashy as humanly possible. Of course. But uh, it's going to be very intense when it comes to uh, what Trump's campaign is going to be against Hillary. He's just straight up calling Bill Clinton a rapist. And I know we've talked about uh, some of his transgressions on the show before. And a lot of people have, you know, mocked us and, and said that we were, you know, we're just like making it up out of, out of nowhere. Bill Clinton has a long record of hanging out with some very corrupt people. I mean, they both hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. So, you know, they played ookie cookie, but the cookie was a child. <laughs> well, I mean, you it, know, so yeah. they're n neither of them are pure by any means. Yeah, it has come out that Bill Clinton was on the Lolita Express five times in which he requested yeah. that the Secret Service not come along. And the Lolita, uh, the, uh, the Lolita Express was Epstein's plane yeah epstein's and, plane that was ostensibly used uh, for various sexual purposes yeah disgusting stuff yeah and the other thing that uh hillary clinton she's hillary clinton is facing uh one of the same problems that al gore faced in 2000 because al gore wasn't just running against george w bush he was also running against bill clinton's blowjob 
Well, you know, but the but the interesting thing is, I think that Gore should have um, Gore tried to pivot away from Clinton. Clinton's approval ratings were in the sixty percent when uh, when he left office in two thousand. Obama's approval ratings are going to be similar by the time he leaves. Mm-hmm. I watched his speech in Vietnam. I thought it was pathetic. He does not represent us well overseas, but he's done now. And there were some good. I'm, I will when president when Donald Trump is president, Ugh. I will miss the stoic nature of Obama yeah. because it will be emotional, Donald. You're going to miss the adult. I'm going to miss the adult. Yeah, I will. Because I think I, w- I was actually thinking about this. If, if Donald Trump could label himself, I think he would call himself emotional Donald. <laughs> that, that's the that's the that's really a diss on the guy. Yeah. No, he's going to he give himself a better name. Bombastic. Bomb- no, but I mean, saying if he wanted to take himself down. No, oh, oh, emotional yeah. Donald's coming out because he is just an emotional. He's just a train wreck of a guy. He is. He needs some OxyContin. <laughs> Good Lord. So, I mean, this election, he's just going to throw all of that stuff out there. And it's really going to nullify the arguments that Hillary is going to try to make when it comes to him and women. Because what Trump, what it, 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 he's misogynistic. Yeah. But he was trying, like, you know, all those old uh, Howard Stern clips when you, when you hear him talking. He is, it is so exaggerated that you wonder if it can really, if it's going to stick and actually hurt him compared to him actively uh, courting people who were raped by Bill Clinton. I mean, Dad, Trump. He, I- we have someone who have made an interview on a on a comedy show and spoke poorly of women, or spoke more grandiose of his penis. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he was mostly talking about himself uh, and how well he does with women. And then you have someone like Bill Clinton, who is a target. I mean, so many people are like Hillary's running for office, not Bill. As soon as Hillary made him head of the economy, which is what she's touting now on the on the uh, on the stump. Bill Clinton's running for president. Yeah. You know, it's a two for one. So is it tacky? Is it tacky? Absolutely. Is it at all? I mean, is it presidential? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know, but I think it's going to work. I think so, too. And I think Donald Trump is the first presidential candidate in history, especially with the climate that uh, the anti-PC backlash that we're having. He's the first candidate in history that can say, "Ah, I was just joking. Just getting around. They're just suggestions. (laughs) I mean, the Muslim ban is is, it's a suggestion. Yeah. And I think people will buy it. They'll they'll say like, yeah, man, he was just joking around. You know what? I'll go on the Internet and I make jokes all the time. Yeah. You know, and people get mad at me and they call me an asshole. But you know what, dude? I was just joking around. Just joking around. Just joking around. Suggestions. Uh, their suggestions, and that's what <laughs> Donald Trump can say. He can actually yeah. say uh, when someone brings up something that he has said, he cannot say he doesn't even have to say they mischaracterized what I said. He doesn't have to say they took it out of context. He can just say I was just fooling. Right. I mean, I gotta say, and it, one funny point about Trump: "Make America Great Again." The slogan, the cornerstone of the Trump campaign, it's stolen from Reagan from 1980. Yeah. Reagan's campaign was "Let's Make America Great Again," and Trump said. We'll lose the let's just we'll make it. I mean, it's so funny. Everything, everything is just a uh, it's a facade and a total reality show. But that's the world we live in, as we've said many times. Kathleen Willey is the other woman uh, that Trump has uh, been bringing out and discussing on the, st- uh, on the stump when it comes to uh, when it comes to Bill Clinton and uh, in his sexual possible sexual misdeeds. Mm-hmm. So, my goodness, what a fascinating election that's going to be. It really is. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can wrap it up, Marcus. Yep. So we got a little talk in there. Looks like Hillary is just going to uh, – she's going to get – I believe it's 2,383. That number, that's the number of delegates she has to get. I believe she'll get it either after Washington or uh, or the following. 
And uh, and Trump obviously has everything locked up. People seem to be coming into his corner. He's courting VP uh, people right now. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode. Right now, just according to the New York Post, he's looking at Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, Tennessee Senator Bob Corker, who I don't like Bob Corker, but and retired Lieutenant uh, Michael Flynn. But, you know, I don't think you should ever go with Lieutenant uh, retired military people because if we learned anything from Ross Perot, you know, General Stockdale, why am I here? Gridlock! Gridlock! Why am I here? <laughs> I mean, after the military, their minds are just shot. It's a tough job, the military. It is. I th- I still think that uh, that Trump should look at a woman, and I'm thinking Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon. I think that she would actually be good for Trump. I don't like her politics, but for Trump, she just vetoed a terrible anti-abortion bill in Oklahoma, which would have made it punished. You would have gotten three years in prison uh, if you performed an abortion. And uh, it would have made it a felony. So she vetoed that, which uh, was actually something I wasn't sure if she was going to do. That's how crazy that bill was. Yeah. She is not a liberal by any means. Um, All right, everyone. So find Marcus Parks on Instagram, at Marcus Parks. Find him on Twitter and listen to his show, The Lucky Bone Show. Yeah, MixCloud.com slash Marcus Parks. People love that. People are digging it, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Getting a few more listeners every week. That's good. That's all we need. That's all we need. Just a couple of more. And uh, and I'm on Twitter at Ben Kissel. And then you know what I found out, Marcus? I am on Instagram. Yeah. And I got my password. No shit. I swear to God. I'm at Ben Kissel 1. <laughs> I have 1,800 followers. I, I'm following like four people. I've never, I, I mean, I have a couple. My, my videos are, uh, it's a uh, teddy bear, a beautiful Pomeranian, and bagels. <laughs> That's all I got on there. Go get, uh, try it out. It's fun. I yeah. have a lot of fun with my Instagram. All right. So I'm going to try that. Uh, that'll be fun. And join the Abligan's Top Hat Facebook page. Uh, there's a lot of people on there. Everyone's always yelling about something. Yeah. So that's good. But for the most part, people are polite. Discourse. Yeah. I did get a couple of tweets. Some woman, uh, not not for Abligan's Top Hat, but some, some woman was on the uh, last podcast on the left Facebook page. And she tweeted at me, what is wrong with that group? I went on I went on the page and I've never been spoken to like that before. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, it's twelve thousand maniacs. Yeah. So top hat's similar, but uh, a smaller number. Yeah. And they like politics. So all right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.